Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Welcome to mini episode 246 of Real Life Ghost Stories. And I have two spooky stories for you today. And the last story comes from the 17th of December 2022. And story number one comes from Tasha. Thank you for reading my first story on 31 Days of Terror, Day 26. First, I would like to give you a quick update. To refresh your memory, my story was about my very vivid dreams and the disturbing time one of my schoolmates scarred me for life by making me question if I was in a coma. I too would love to kick him down a flight of stairs. Anyway, I still have the very vivid loop dreams, however not as often. My last email was some of the most intense experiences. This time I would like to share with you a few of my good experiences in regards to the paranormal. I mentioned in my first email that I suffered a great deal of trauma growing up. Unfortunately, most of that has to do with my father. I was eight when my father passed away, and due to the nature of his passing, I do not remember most of my childhood, but from stories and what I can remember, I believe my father was a good man. I firmly believe that my father suffered from undiagnosed bipolar disorder. After many attempts, some of which my brother and I witnessed, my father took his own life on October the 31st, 2004. My brother, my mother, my grandparents and myself happened to be living in a different province at the time of my father's passing. On October the 30th, 2004, my brother and I were in the kitchen doing the dishes before bed. In the kitchen, there was a sliding door that led out to a small fenced-in yard. My brother was the washer and I was on dryer duty. We were almost done when my brother stopped and turned to look at the sliding door that was left open a crack letting in the evening breeze. Seeing as it was the night before Halloween... I assumed my brother was just trying to scare his little sister, therefore I did not pay much attention and continued to dry the dishes. After what seemed like forever, my brother turned to me and said, Dad's home. I, still believing he was just trying to scare me, told him that he was stupid and went over to close the sliding door. The next morning, everything seemed normal. We were excited for nightfall so we could go and fill our pillowcases with candy. I remember amongst the excitement of it being Halloween, my mother and grandparents were acting odd, talking quietly, my mother spending most of the day making phone calls from behind closed doors, etc. Being eight years old, I did not put two and two together until later in life. My mother yelled for my papa from upstairs, and a little while later they came down, both looking visibly upset. You know in movies and TV shows when two characters share a glancing look, and you as the audience just know something horrible has happened. That is the look I saw on their faces, and even at such a young age, my brother and I knew. We knew that my father had passed away, 
Once night had fallen, my grandparents thought that it was a good idea to still take my brother and I out trick-or-treating, while my mother stayed home to hand out candy. My brother and I went out and had a great time, and by the time we were getting ready for bed, my father's passing was far from my mind. The following dream is the first dream I can ever remember having. My father and I are standing under a tree on top of a hill. My father hugs me and tells me that he is sorry, he loves me, and that I would always be his little girl. In between my tears, I tell him that I love him, I miss him, and ask him not to go. He tells me that he has to, but he will see me soon, then turns to walk down the hill. I watched him walk down the hill, and in the near distance I could see a factory-looking building. Not one of those grey, dull-looking ones, this one was huge and white, and I swear it looked like it was glowing. I proceeded to watch my father join a group of others all walking towards this beautiful-looking place. After he takes one last glance back and waves to me, I wake up. My second story takes place in my early teens. My mother and I briefly moved back to the province that we used to live in with my father before his passing. Being an early teen, I was excited with the freedom of taking the city bus alone to go and see my friends. I was waiting for my transfer bus, listening to music, daydreaming of my current crush at the time, you know, normal teen things. My bus arrived and as I was getting in line to board, I happened to look in the front window and I saw a man sitting with who I believed would be his wife. I made eye contact with this man and had a tingly feeling in my spine and I was paralysed. I am sure only a few seconds had gone by, but for me it felt like a lifetime. The bus doors closed and I was left standing alone still in shock of what I just witnessed. It was 100% my father staring back at me from inside the bus. I know that it is impossible. My father had been dead for seven years at this point. I was still in shock by the time I got home that night. I wanted to talk to my mother or anyone really about what had happened, but my mother refused to talk about my father, so I kept it to myself. Skip forward five years. My friend and I went to a local family friend of hers to get our cards read. Originally, I was just tagging along while she got hers read, but once there, I had this overwhelming feeling that I needed to get mine done too. The lady was nice, and we talked about what I was going through at the time, etc. At the end of the reading, she asked me to think of a question in my head, and the cards would provide me with an answer. I had forgotten about that day at the bus stop until that very moment when I silently asked if the man on the bus was really my father. Once she had all her cards on the table, she said, Yes, it was your father on the bus five years ago. You were back in your hometown and he wanted to let you know that he was still watching over you. I lost it. I had never told anyone what happened to me. There was no way she could have known. My father had not even come up during my reading until that point. I have not seen my father since that day. However, my first roommate has. My old roommate and I moved into our first apartment when I was 19. I did not spend the first night in the apartment because I worked 45 minutes away at the time and stayed at a friend's house instead. The next morning when I arrived at our apartment everything was normal. My roommate and I were chatting away when she mentioned to me that she had had a visitor last night. She considers herself a sensitive so at this point I knew she was talking about a spirit. I was not scared or weirded out because I'd gotten used to her randomly seeing people by this point. Instead I asked who it was, how it happened etc. She then explained to me that she came home from work to a man standing in the corner of our living room. She acknowledged him and then he disappeared. Pretty typical for her, so she or I did not think much about it. 
Later that day, she was helping me unpack my bedroom and she was looking through a photo album I had from when I was a child. She then pointed to a picture of my father, which she had never seen before, and asked me who he was. I then explained that it was my father. She went quiet, which was very unlike her. I asked her what was wrong and she proceeded to tell me that my father was the man she saw in our living room the night before and that she believes he was there to make sure our first time went smoothly. I would not say that I'm a strong believer in heaven and hell, but I will say that I have always had this feeling that once my time is up I will meet my father once again up on that hill and we will walk together to our next adventure. Until then, he will be my own personal guardian angel. You guys are killing me at the moment with these lost loved one stories. They are so incredibly beautiful. I'm not going to talk too much about this story and not Tasha to do with any sort of, you know, delegitimization of your story or, you know, not validating your story. But I feel like I kind of repeat myself all the time with these stories and my my brief commentary on them. But what I will say is that I firmly believe that people have a connection that we just don't understand. I believe that your brother saw your dad that night because your dad was going to die and I believe that loved ones find a way to come back and tell us that they are safe. I believe that visitation dreams do seem to be something more than just a dream and I think it is incredibly lovely that you can consider your father your guardian angel and that you know that he is always going to be looking out for you. 
It wasn't like I was trying to become like him. We were just very similar in personalities and hobbies and such. So out of all my family, if he was still alive, we would have been extremely close. Since he passed, I got more into Wiccanism, which he practiced before his death. He was always very open to the paranormal world and so was I. I had many experiences with the supernatural before he died and he never made me feel crazy for it. I recently have been trying to get in tune with my psychic abilities. I've been an empath since I was little. I've had premonitory dreams and can sense energies and spirits. I've been able to see snippets of the past in my mind in places I've never been and been able to read tarot cards so accurately that a girl that was a sceptic started crying after her reading because I described a situation absolutely no one knew about. I experience my own emotions so strongly that it can be difficult to see past them and I take on others' emotional pain so that they feel a moment of peace in a hard time. I see auras and have been able to see my best friend doing things as he's doing them without speaking in months, only for me to describe said events in so much detail that I knew exactly what he was wearing and there was photographic evidence of the outfit and the event. All of this background is to say that I am nowhere near new to the paranormal and I am very able to tell the difference between my imagination and something real. A few months back I made an attempt on my life that I have absolutely no idea of how I am still alive. I felt myself dying. I felt my heart stop and then everything went black. The next thing I know I was waking up and living my life as if nothing had happened. I told no one about it because how could I? How could I explain to the people that I'd lost my brother to suicide that they almost lost me the same way? So for months I have been struggling. I have been on autopilot doing what I can to keep myself going. Over the past few weeks, I have finally started to come out of my depression. I think a part of it is that I started therapy. So yes, I have a support system and I am slowly working on healing myself. And another part is that I have realised that my brother would want me to live my life. I am starting to feel happy. I feel lighter than I have in years, which is amazing. A couple of hours ago, I was on a long drive to Nashville. I was alone and I was listening to real-life ghost stories. I felt something different next to me. I could feel the energy start to shift. So I put on music instead out of fear that listening to the ghost stories was bringing about feelings that were in my head and not real. As soon as my music started to play, my brother's favourite song came on. That's when I looked into my passenger seat and my brother was sitting next to me. I never see spirits physically, it's always in my mind. So I thought that yes, this was just something I was imagining because of listening to the podcast, but it felt different. Everything felt different. I could feel and see him doing the screaming to the song. Yes, it was a screamo song, like he would do when he was alive. I could hear his voice, which is significantly different than the actual singer's voice. He was headbanging. I started to laugh, and I could feel him look at me with a shit-eating grin. So I started to sing along. After the song ended, I turned my music off and I talked to him. I asked him how he could leave me. I talked to him about how much I have changed and grown up, how much I missed him, and he nodded. I know, even if you can't see me, I'm still here, I haven't left. I started to cry, because I know how different my life is from others, because I don't have my sibling. I've watched others around me get to experience things with their older siblings I will never get to have because mine is gone. After my crying session... I told him to go be with one of my other siblings or my mom or my grandma, that they need him more than I do, and I could feel his hesitation. 
like he knew how much I was struggling and was scared to leave me, but I told him that I am okay, and he leaned over and gave me a hug and told me that he loved me. All of this was in my head still, but at the hug I could physically feel it. It was just like his hugs when he was alive and then he was gone and the energy was back to normal. Normally I would chalk this experience up to my incredibly vivid imagination. I have the tendency to turn my drives into a let's act out so many different scenarios thing or as my stepmom calls it playing pretend. I'm going to stick with acting stuff out because what 20 year old wants to be caught playing pretend right? But like I said before I know the difference. I know the difference between my imagination and what is actually happening. Maybe it was in my head. Maybe none of it happened. But I want to believe that it was real. Like you normally say, Emma, if it brings you comfort, then that's all that matters. I'm going to tell myself it was real because I want to believe my brother came to me in my darkest time to let me know that he is always there and he loves me, no matter if I can see him or not. There's so much in my life that has been defined by him being gone and knowing that he's still there makes everything seem worth it, because I get to live the life that was taken from my brother so few years ago. Another beautiful story, and Anonymous, I am obviously very sorry that you lost your brother in that way, and I'm very sorry that you had to go through all, those, all of those feelings. Um, I am glad that things are seeming a little bit brighter for you. Isn't it funny how these stories couple up together? Like... I just do them in order. Like I always say to people, I generally do them in in time order. And sometimes as serendipitous as it is, we end up with stories together that are very similar. Again, I'm not going to go over the same ground again. But Anonymous, I just am very glad that you were able to find some comfort and that your brother was able to find you to bring you some comfort. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. Thank you to Tasha and Anonymous for sending in your stories. Remember, the last story came from the 17th of December 2022. If you'd like to send in your story, you can do so by emailing it to reallifeghoststoriespodcast at gmail.com. You can also check out the website reallifeghoststoriespodcast.com. And if you are desperate for extra content, you can subscribe to the Patreon. That is patreon.com forward slash reallifeghoststories, where for $5 a month or $2 a month, you can access to heaps of extra content, as well as every single main and mini episode completely ad-free. And on that note, I shall see you next time.